Blog Talk Radio. Bingo. <laughs> Here it is. It's Thursday. Yet another Thursday. I love Thursdays because I get to sit here with Alexandra Nikolai. Yes. You know, it just rolls off my tongue. Now, I'm not making up a new name for you or anything. <laughs> I know. My, my parents did well. I, I, it's, a, it's a fun name to say. Yeah, it really is. It's got a lot of prominence to it. It's yeah. regal. Wow, that's a, that's a big that's a big word to live up to. I think. Yeah, it's a big concept. There you go. You gotta watch out there, girl. All yeah. right. So, good morning, everybody. This is your host and co-host, Dr. Deb Carlin and Alexandra Nicolay here on Thankful Thursdays, which is a show that I decided we really needed on the K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. So, every single day. There's a theme or more of what kind of kindness we're bringing to you. And every Thursday, it's about being thankful. And, you know, if you stop and think about it, each day when you open your eyes, the very first thing out of your head, the very first thought running through your mind ought to be, I can see. I'm alive. Thank you. Because... Flat out, there are people who are not waking up today. They died. Or they're waking up, they got their eyes taped shut because they're in a hospital on a ventilator or something, you know? There's all kinds of circumstances where people wake up and, you know, it's not a freeing experience. And here we are in the midst of this craziness in the world, this craziness in our country, and... It's still good, right? Because no That's matter. That's a great perspective. Yeah, it's really just just to be blessed with being able to wake up and breathe and see and and even more so blessed that I get to spend an hour with you on Thursday mornings. I mean, <laughs> but there's so much there, right? But you know, it's it's I'm barely a couple hours into my day and I already have so much to be thankful for. So yeah, that's really been a focus of mine. Lately, uh, right away when I wake up in the morning, is to express gratitude for whatever I can think of. You know what? I do the same thing. And and these shows, and the idea is to make this just as as refreshing and as replenishing for our audience as it is for us. Because, by the way, if you're waking up with the news, turn it off. This yeah. is your news. Yeah. <laughs> We are the news. Change your channel and come here to hear live or, you know, look at our recordings. Go to go to our, our YouTube channels. Go to Block Talk Radio. Go, you know, we you need to put good stuff in there. It's, it, it, it's the same concept as what do you get up and eat in the way of food? Well, the very first thing you should do is you should void, and then after you're done doing that, you should start – rehydrating and nourishing your whole body, you know, and not just with, with your, your cup of coffee, but also, you know, be double fisted and do your water too. Yes. I, I love the analogy. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but I love the analogy. This is actually on my yoga mat. I have a yoga mat with some sayings on it and it says, um, Picture what happens to a plant when you water it. I told you this. 
No, this is on my yoga mat. Literally. Are you kidding me? No, this is not. Yeah, I have a, um, I do hot yoga. So I have a regular mat and then I have um, this mat topper from Lululemon that I use on the first part of hot yoga. And then I put my towel down. So this thing has all little sayings all over it so that I see. And one of the sayings is think about what happens to a plant when you water it and equate those benefits to your body. And then also says things like travel, um, try something new every day, sweat once a day, um, jealousy works the opposite way you want it to. It's a, it's a wonderful little, it's a wonderful yoga mat, but one of the things with the water, you just think about, I just love when I drink my water, I just picture it going to every cell of my body and it's, it's great. And indeed it is. Um, I love this mat. Yeah. They, I actually, you wouldn't be able to find it anymore. I got it on clearance at Lulu years ago. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's too thin to work on its own. Like I can't, I can't practice just on that. So I have my other mat below it, but I love, um, cause with hot yoga, the, I do Bikram a lot. So you stand for a certain amount of postures and then I don't like to lay down on a wet yoga mat. So then I put my yoga towel right before I go to the store work. So I get, yeah, that's my, my OCD system for my yoga. Friend. No, that's called reasonable because hot yoga stinks, man. I mean, yeah. it is so flipping hot in there. I love it. I do too. I, I it's, it's all for yoga. It's all really all I do. If I'm going to do yoga, I do all kinds of things. But um, speaking of which, thankful gratitude, celebration. I took a tennis lesson. Oh, you for, I took tennis years ago. I'm not very good at it, but I've thought uh, for a year now, I want to sign up and just take tennis again. One for the exercise. And yeah. I just really like it. So I always, those first, the first things are hard for me, like signing up, going over there, not knowing where I'm going who do I talk to? Where do I check in? What do I wear? Like, all, like I get all of Everything. that. Everything. Oh, yeah. It keeps yeah. me from trying new things. Yeah, right. I, I feel intimidated until I kind of know what, what, what's happening. And there's a ball machine at my um, course, um, or court, sorry, that was golf. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to learn to use the ball machine. You don't have to have anyone to play with. The thing just shoots balls at you all right. day, you know. But it was the same thing. I was like, oh, I'm intimidated. I don't know how to use it. And so I finally was like, you know what? Enough is enough. So I took my first tennis lesson this week, and I had them give me a tour of the ball machine. So now I know how to use. So very thankful for that. I love uh, this. That is exquisite. Yeah, that's get out great. and try new things right now. That's 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 my motto. And I think you know, if our listener listeners are out there, you know, think of what's something new you can try to to brighten your day or <clears throat> share with somebody else. And um, I mean, that's a form of of gratitude, I think, and being thankful. You know, of the opportunity to go try something new. Absolutely. You know, that's funny that you say that. I love playing tennis, and the weather has been so beautiful. I was taking a walk on the beach um, on Saturday. And now, where I live in Chicago, summer's kind of over, but not really. You know, autumn is a really beautiful transition. And there were so many of us over the weekend that brought out our chairs, laid out on the beach, and just it's not like you want to lay there in your bathing suit for the whole time, but I had my bathing suit on underneath my clothes 
get on a pair of long linen pants and a real light uh, beach cover-up that, you know, doubles as a big light shirt. And I laid back on my REI lounger and, you know, just kind of tipped back and leaned forward. It was like a little rocking chair action. And there were so many people thought, I am in a state of absolute ecstasy and gratitude. And, you know, it just kind of felt a few degrees off, you know, like, you know, just kind of the 2020 funk and punk. And and I laid there and I thought, you know what, I do feel the way that I feel, absolutely. But the real truth is, I feel this gratitude. I feel this thankfulness. Look at how beautiful this is. And so, you know, I'm on the sand. Here's the water. The trees are on the other side, and it's this forest and this walkway, and and they've re, the community has restored the natural gardens, the sand gardens, and yeah. they're beautiful. And we're dealing with the rising of the lake. The lake is actually receding a little bit, and so we're not all going to end up underwater here in the land of Atlantis, you know, from long ago. <laughs> well, I hope not. Yeah, it is. How to stay afloat over yeah, there? Yeah, right. I want to be above water, and 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 it was just, it was amazing. And it, you know, I I took a walk, and I and I went back, and and um, there were kids and people, grownups, in the water with their clothes on, because they couldn't resist. It's like ah, we don't have to take our clothes off and be in our bathing suits. We're just going in the water. And they just went out deeper and, you know, the waves and they're jumping the waves. And I laid there and I, and I shot some, some photos and some video of the, oh my gosh, talk about gratitude and thankfulness. Alexandra, I'm laying there and I'm watching. I was at the perfect angle to see the seagulls who are really much bigger birds than what people realize. I mean, they're, they're a hefty bird. And and to watch them fly and to see the wind literally under their wings. And then they've got their legs back. I mean, they're so close. I'm seeing them really close. <clears throat> their legs back and how they just right as they're touching down on the sand, put their feet down. And they talk a little bit to one another as they're landing like, oh, I'm coming. Move over. <laughs> you know, or whatever it is that they say. It was just beautiful. It was so refreshing and replenishing for my heart. So do you feel like that shifted your energy? You said you were a little bit, felt a little off. Do you feel like when you left? Oh, my God. You really got a reset from that? Yeah, it really was. And, you know, part of what it is that really truly happens to us, and we know this experientially and and we guesstimate that this is true as we talk about it casually, but in real science, in real brain psychology science we are taking neurons and we're firing them in a different direction if we start out thinking Ugh, ay, 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 then the, that's what we're reinforcing and for every thought there's an emotion and that pairing releases neurotransmitters into our bloodstream and that influences everything that's happening so you know the more you stay in a mindset the more your body's going well okay whether it's, well, okay, gosh, icky poo, or it's, well, okay, here we go. Yeah, exactly. So, 
by the time I was leaving there, I was thinking, Yahoo, man, this is wonderful. And then, you know, it's funny because everybody looks more attractive. Everybody seems friendlier because out of your perspective, everything is better. So, yeah, yeah. you bet. I, you bet I really did feel better. Absolutely felt so much better. Well, and, you know, it's interesting something you said earlier in the show, and I, I'm sure audience has heard this from different speakers, but it, it's really just as simple as change the channel. Change the channel. Change the channel and, and reset and um, cancel. Yeah. <laughs> cancel that negative I was listening to a podcast actually earlier in the week, which is similar to what you're talking about. And uh, this particular gentleman mentioned, like you said, when you first wake up in the morning, Let's say hypothetically you're just at zero. You just you just wake up. You're at neutral. There, there's yeah. just depending on what you choose to see, read, uh, listen to first thing in the morning can either take you to negative territory or to positive. And because of the media and all that we go through throughout the day, we're nat- naturally going to keep kicking down mm-hmm. because we're going to hear the negativity of the news, or right. you might have another thing at work, or whatever things happen coming at you keeps kicking you down. So if you start your morning at zero, hypothetically, and you do something, read something, listen to something positive. Uh, for me, sometimes I spend time um, reading or in meditation or, or um, uh, something uh, on the Bible app or whatever it might be. Whatever works for you, try to kick yourself up to a three, a four, a five, even maybe a six, so that throughout the day as you get picked back down naturally, Absolutely. you're still going to end the day in the positive. But if you wake up first thing in the morning and the first thing you do is turn on the news or you get on, even get on your social media and start reading about people's posts and whatever that might be on your feed. Now you're, now you're starting your day at negative three and it's almost impossible <laughs> to get yourself to end in the positive territory by the end of the day. So I thought that was a really good analogy. And so this morning I was preparing for the show and doing some stuff, got my coffee and whatever. And I really wanted to just get into my email or into my Facebook and I wanted to uh, post something or whatever. And it was so hard for me to say, no, you've been doing this routine now for a while. It's working for you. You're going to sit down with your coffee and you're going to do and read where you know there's going to be positive input. Um, especially for the, to get to the show, I want to show up in a positive. I want to show yeah, up right. at above zero. Right. Um, so, but it's so it's hard. It's tempting sometimes to just skip over over your morning routine of positivity and gratitude, and and get right into the day. And uh, it's just so important to to fight those urges and just start. Even if it's ten minutes, you can really change the course of your day. Absolutely. So here's one of my favorite things to do. I get up in the morning, and I start with some prayers. And I'm and I'm looking out of the window. I I, I love the views that I have. And I'm, and I'm laying there and I'm thinking positive things. And then I start moving. You know, I just start stretching my body. My legs are so tight. The ligaments in my legs are so tight that if I don't, if I don't stretch and start doing that while I'm in bed, pulling my legs up to my chest and stretching them out and all that, I'm just, I mean, I walk like Frankenstein and it's just horribly uncomfortable. It's terrible. I know. It's just, it, I can't believe it. Anyway, um, uh, so I do that, and then I, you know, I get up and use the facilities and then start my hydrate and get my coffee going, and then I go sit in my dining room, 
and I've got a nice globe glass bowl, and I've got a betta fish that lives in there. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that you got a fish, Mr. Flurf. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's just he's he's blue and silver and red, and you know, all these different combinations of colors, and he's. He's just, uh, it's so funny. He allows me to put my hand on the side of the ball. And instead of trying to fight it like a beta fish, you know, he knows that it's a gentle hand and he gets the vibration from my voice. And he picks up on my vibration immediately. I mean, if there's anything wrong, he's like, back it up. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really dialed into my gentility to go and yeah. do that. And then he... He rubs up against the bowl back and forth, and then I talk to him for a few minutes, and I put a couple of sprinkles of food in there for him, and it's really funny to me to be bonded to a little fish. Yeah. I mean, he's two inches long. He's probably three inches long now, Um, and so I do that, and then one of my absolutely most favorite things to do is to go out and take a walk and come back in and take a deep, hot, hot bath and just <laughs> so I'll let you finish but I'm going to tell you what I what I do for <laughs> my showers no that's it I love it and just sit in there and I let every bit of that heat and water just come on in and you know you are getting hydrated at that point too yeah yeah I, I love hot showers I don't take a lot of baths but I learned at a retreat a while back about the um the benefits of cold water. Mm. Yeah. Uh, And I used to do, um, I've learned, I knew that you you should, you should end your shower with cold. Yeah. Close the pores. Yeah. And, but at this last retreat, they take it a step further and it, it switching between hot and cold throughout your shower six times, which I don't always get six times, but it seems, it seems a lot. And my showers maybe aren't that long. Um, But initially when I first get in, and it's kind of lukewarm, which isn't, it's not super fun, but it's okay. And then I go to cold for a minute and then hot and then cold and hot and cold. So I switched that and it really, whatever that, I don't know the science around it, but it, whatever it is, it really changes the texture of my skin. It's so soft compared to just a straight hot shower. So uh, that's, I don't do it every time, but if I don't practice that, a few times a week, it makes it really hard. So once you start doing it for a yeah, few days, yeah. it gets really easy. It sounds not fun, but it's your body just gets used to it, and it's it, so it um, yeah. So that that's that's what I what I do, and it really it makes a difference. Um, I try to always rinse my hair with cold water. And, oh you know. yeah, yeah. If you don't rinse your hair with cold water, it's like it just wants to lay down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's all kinds of tricks to do with your hair for crying all out loud. Yeah. All, the, all the millions and millions of things to do with your hair and your skin. You know, mm-hmm. the thing that I try to do is keep it pretty simple. Like, I don't want to make this complicated. Just yep. keep it simple. Don't make it complicated. Have it be relaxing. And, you know, it sounds funny to start to be mindful about starting the day relaxing. Because, I mean, you just yeah. woke up. You ought yeah. to be relaxed when you first wake up, right? But that's not the case. That's not always yeah. the case. You wake up, you got a lot going on in your mind, and it's that transition from sleep into awake. And I've been I've been doing all this energy work and all this biofeedback and using my devices in order to 
um, take me into a whole nother level of understanding about where I'm at. So I'm getting tangible evidence, you know, like I, I use the heart math monitor and I use it every day and I, and I teach people how to use it. And it's a biofeedback device. You have a, a sensor that you clip onto your ear, take off your earring, clip it onto your ear, it plugs into your phone. It gives you your heart wave so you can see the rhythm of your heart. And then it, um, it, has a, a, it has a number of different choices uh, in terms of a scene on your phone that will help you with your breathing. And, and so you're actually seeing how you're breathing, and and it is all controlled by what you're thinking. Yeah. And so you have to allow yourself the switch into that whole reality of just let it go. Yeah. Just let it and go. the breath is so, so important. Yeah. The, your breath can change so much about what's going on internally. Um, Completely. It, it really... I have moments where I, I have to, it's like, I, I think to myself, you're, you're not really breathing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Holding your breath, or there are yeah. these little tiny breaths, and it's like, okay, no. Really take it in and, and uh, let the oxygen fill your body and just slow down. But yeah, the waking up relaxed and, and calm with positive thoughts really helps the trajectory of your day. I, I, I truly believe that. And it's not easy, like you said. Sometimes you wake up and it is, you, you're immediately into the to-do list and, or, you know, the kids and this and work and all, all the stressors of life. So, you know, but just finding the, the morning routine really, it can really be beneficial. And then here's the other part of it. What do you put into your body other than that water? What do you eat? So when people get up and they eat Cocoa Puffs, Mm-mm. I'm thinking to myself, wait, now wait a second. So I always, I, I always get yogurt in. Always aloe juice, because it's a, it's number one, it's a natural antibiotic. Did you know that? I didn't. So um, this is more than 40 years ago. The research that was done on the aloe plants, putting aloe into the feed for livestock. Because we, you know, we have such a trend of, of putting antibiotics into the livestock that by the time we get the food that's either the eggs or the meat, it's loaded with antibiotics. Because antibiotics, you know, you, when you take antibiotics, they stay in your body for about two years. I know. And, and so, you know, people who are on a constant routine of them, they have to keep changing your dose and changing which type it is. Because you're storing all this in your tissues. So I want a natural antibiotic, and it's really healing on a cellular level, too, for skin repair. So most people say, oh, yeah, aloe, I've got an aloe plant. If I get a burn or a cut, I know to put it on there. Yeah, it's very healing because it's so gelatinous. So aloe, what I like to describe it as, is it is healing on a cellular level, and acting as a natural antibiotic from point of entry to exit. So hold it in your mouth, swish it around in your oral cavity, let it slide down your throat. I mean, this is wonderful for people. And you can, if you can tuck your lips in, it helps with that too. I've had so many cancer patients who 
in either chemo or radiation, you know, you get mouth sores and you get burns on the inside of your mouth. This is just miraculous what it does for you. People who have esophageal reflux, who have got stomach ulcers or stomach aches, people who have diverticulitis or have got some sort of uh, spastic colon hemorrhoids, it is amazing. And just, you know, people Can you say, buy it in form or do you have to Yes, no. You want, only buy the 100% pure aloe juice. No flavoring, nothing added, just 100% pure. Uh, you'll buy it room temperature or refrigerated and best in a dark bottle. So it's protected from the light. Put yeah. it in your refrigerator. You can get it at Amazon now. You can get it at Walgreens and Walmart. And I'm telling you, it's all good. As long as you get it and it says 100% pure. And don't get the gel because you won't like to drink the gel. It's just, you know, it's like drinking Jello or something. Yeah, no, that wouldn't, I don't. But it's it's wonderful. So people say, well, how, much should, how much should I take? Well, I actually have cultivated a mind game for myself where I say, this is so delicious because it's so healing. So I'll drink a wine glass of it. And most wow. people I say, just, you know, do two shots a day. Get a, get a pretty shot glass and just do it. What a great tip. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. And then when you eat yogurt, you know, like a half hour or so later, you're taking, you buy good whole milk, like the Greek yogurts. I really like unflavored. Uh, and if there's any flavoring, it's either vanilla or honey. Yeah, that's if you, yeah, if you mix them with fruits, it's like, okay, you're adding acid to something that's working on the alkaline of your of your body. So that yogurt contains the same kind of bacteria, the lactobacillus that we need in our digestive tract in order to keep everything moving through and, you know, keep our, our digestive system in peristaltic action, which is just the, the term used to uh, describe the way that it munches on everything as it goes through your digestive tract. And so when you do all that, it's like a little house cleaning thing that you're doing. And then go for protein. Because if you're jacked up, protein is a nice calming. And and if you eat bacon or sausage or something, you're getting some good fat into your diet right away. And that's long-term energy store. Yeah. Awesome. So people ask me, really, bacon? Yeah, no bacon for me, but okay. Bacon, <laughs> yes, yes. And eggs. Yeah. And by the way, don't eat egg whites only you're getting an incomplete protein you need to eat the whole egg you know when you start separating out foods and saying okay well i'm not going to eat the yolk because it's got too much cholesterol that's what people first started saying okay well the yolk also has vitamin e and lecithin in it that rinses cholesterol through your body yeah now so how, how ironic is that so just eat your eggs and enjoy them and have a oh, I love, I love eggs. Oh, my God, I love, I love eggs, too. Yeah. Fabulous. Oh, and duck eggs. Have you ever had duck eggs? They're a little bit bigger. Okay, so pheasant eggs, or quail eggs, rather, are really tiny. Yes, we just started carrying them in our grocery store. I, 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 don't, oh. see I don't see them in my future. Oh, yeah, because they are labor-intensive. But they are delicious. They're not much bigger than a big olive. 
Yeah, no, they're yeah, they're 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 in the grocery store aisle now. I yeah, I love them. They're really they're they're adorable, and I just what I do is I just do things with them for the effect. You know, they're delicious. But like I'll make um a potato dish, and then I will I will in the pan do all the little uh, just uh, basting them, and then everybody gets like you know three or five on their plate in some kind of a design, you know, or a smile or something like that. And, um, yeah, they're, they're wonderfully delicious. And then, so then the chicken egg is a little bit bigger Then the duck egg is slightly larger with a little bit harder shell on it. Then you get to the goose egg, which is much larger. I mean, really it's, it's like, it's not quite as far as you sticking your hand out straight. But then the ostrich egg, oh, my goodness. Huge egg, huge yolk. You can't possibly eat more than one. And that really is bigger than your hand. Yeah, I don't know. I think I have a mental block on anything besides a chicken egg for eating. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. It, no, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> But you know what's interesting that we got on this topic um, because I was just planning, speaking of food and what you put into your body, and I'm learning more and more about it. I'm, I'm certainly not a, a nutritionist or anything like, or dietitian or anything like that. But I, I read a lot and I study a lot and I do. I go on a lot of wellness retreats and I try different things. And anyway, the moral of the story here is I was working with uh, one of my business partners yesterday. And we have a, a mastermind coming up at the uh, beginning of November. We're going to all be in Aspen. Which right. cannot wait for some fall colors. So I live mm-hmm. in Florida, so we don't really get, like you have up there, those beautiful fall oh, colors. Yeah. I'm jealous of you a little bit in a good way. Jealousy isn't great as a envy. feeling. It's a good jealousy. It's, a, it's an envy. An envy, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's an envy. So yeah. anyway, we're getting ready for this trip. And uh, I do, for this particular company, I do more of the some wellness, but a lot on mindset and just treating your body, basically setting your body and your mind up for success in your business. So, because if you're not, like you said, operating and, and feeding your body the things it needs to and feeding your mind the thing it needs to, that's going to flow over in, into your business, not, not growing and going in the direction that you want it to. So I am in charge of menu planning for this event. And uh, we have a, a concierge that will do all of our grocery shopping for us, which is amazing, and drop it all off, but I have to right. do the list. Right. So I said to Kim, I said, I'm working on the menu, and I'm not an elaborate cook, but they'll be able to cook more things if I bring them. They'll, the other women will be able to cook, yeah. or we're going to bring in a chef. Or, and I said, can we, do you think anyone in the group would be opposed? Um, and I, I don't even know why I asked the question, because I wasn't going to back down on the answer anyway, but I said, I really need to get organic grass-fed meat and organic uh, pasture-raised chicken and eggs, um, organic produce whenever I can. It's a little bit more expensive, but at the end of the day, if it's in your budget, the difference in what it does to your body, and like you talked about, getting away from all those pesticides or hormones or um, GMO. I know GMO is a big thing now. Almost everything says non-GMO on it because everybody got the the memo on that, but... um, you know, really, for especially the beef and the chicken, organic grass-fed beef, 
get away, get away from the corn and all the grain that they're feeding right. those cows because right. that goes through your body. And if, you know, you might have a corn or a grain allergy and you don't realize those are eating beef that was raised on grain or corn, you're putting it back into your body. So she was like, okay, great. Yep. No problem. Good. Because I wasn't going to change your mind. Go any other way. I want everyone to be supportive too. And I want to be yeah. mindful of your budget and stuff, but it, 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 you start you got to really start to read your labels read the labels and read the stuff that's going on. Yeah. I miss homesteading. I really do. I did it 40 years ago with my first husband. We, we moved from Chicago, Lincoln Park in Chicago, in the city, to 900 acres, about an hour outside of uh, St. Louis. So did you grow everything? Oh, yeah. We only ate what we grew and who we knew. I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my own terminology. I do like to coin terms and say things, you know. And it was, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, this little city girl, I was out there. It's like, I remember saying to him, you know, I, I grabbed him on the arm and I said, you're going to make a promise to me. He said, what? And I said, you have to be home by three o'clock every day. And he said, why? And I said, because it gets dark. I mean, like, there's no streetlights out here. He, yeah. said, he said, it's okay. But I'm not making you that promise. <laughs> <laughs> and, and really, you know, I miss, I miss that, growing all of our own food, because everything was really organic. And, and uh, if you do raised beds, there's a whole technology about raising the bed and, you know, building it so that it doesn't leak. And you don't line it with plastic, for God's sakes. You know, like you mortar the bed, so you've got these huge uh, stone. You're on, you're on flower beds or vegetables. My mind went to raising my bed in my bedroom. I'm like, wait, what? Wait. <laughs> All right, I'm back. We're we're back on the vegetables. There okay. you go. Lay in bed and eat. Now you know how um, much I have not grown anything. Yeah, how how urban you are as opposed to rural. Yeah. Well, so it was really funny because we we didn't do any raised beds at the time, you know. We were we were, you know, just regular gardeners and stuff. And so we had it all this land. And I mean, we're putting in 75 different kinds of hot peppers and garlics and I mean, we had purple cauliflower and we did all this exotic yeah. stuff. It was really neat. And we used all heirloom seeds, so they really were old seeds that people saved and Grew and then you create and create and create, and it really makes a difference in the flavor of things that you get in their nutritional value. And I'll never forget watching uh, my then husband Jim was out and he's planting, and we have this large, um, like 16 inch branch that he took and carved and pointed the end and and put it like a handle on the top, and you put it in the ground and you swirl it around, and then you drop things in, and it's a way of planting. So he's walking and he's got a, a pouch on and he's got garlic in it, cloves of garlic, and he's planting the garlic. And so he bends over, uh, sticks the stick in there, twirls it around, makes the hole, puts the garlic in, covers it up, and then moves on to the next one. And they're like a foot apart, right, because the garlic is big and beautiful and we really wanted huge plants. We had all this land. Well, we had a little Rhodesian Ridgeback little puppy. And she was hilarious. And she was walking behind him. 
and he would plant and she would dig it up and eat it. <laughs> oh my God. And it was so adorable. Now this is 40 years ago. So we didn't have, you know, phones and, and all that, but I remember standing in the kitchen, looking out these huge windows, laughing hysterically. And when he got to the end of the row, he turned around and he looked at her and he knew exactly what she'd done. And he, you know, she was, we, I mean, we love our animals. And so he just picked her up and hugged her. And that dog's breath was just out of sight. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, you know, we did, it, you learned so much about living off the land and, and, you know, all the things that you need to consider. So the idea of having raised beds in containers is brilliant because you don't break your back yeah. in the planting, in the, in the pruning, in the weeding. And, you know, it costs, it costs you a lot to set it up because you got to get the materials and then you have to really fill it with everything that is not going to have weeds in it. So you're not just picking up the ground off the, you know, where you're living. You, you buy what the content is that you're going to grow things in. And you add additional nutrients, so you've got a nice amount of nutrition that you're growing in. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's just a wonderful, wonderful idea. And, um, you know, I it look... different fresh produce that you've Oh, found. absolutely. And, and it's so uh, worth yeah. it to go to the farmer's gardens that are local. But a yeah. lot of them are going to the grocery stores and buying and pretending that they grew it. It's like, where'd you get this avocado? <laughs> it's like, oh, really? oh, I didn't know that. No, I, I, ours, I don't know. I think ours are pretty good here, but because well, you, I mean, you can tell the difference. I think when I, when I look at their produce and, um, you know, things might be smaller yeah. because they, they actually let it grow organically. Um, organic produce is typically smaller. No, uh, no. I've seen like with the apples and stuff. All like in our, well, in our, that's the way it is in our grocery store. Our like. Our um, organic apples are smaller than regular. Yeah, they're so that's just the breed that they're doing. <clears throat> yeah, but it, it the taste is. I I like to go to farmers market. I mean, I would be sad if that's really happening because I like to support local. And then I feel like if I go to farmers market, I don't get myself in trouble in the grocery store by heading down aisles I shouldn't be in. Oh my gosh, I know you can't buy any junk food at the at the farmers market. Oh. Well, you know what's really funny is. Um, the the desire that I have for land for the institute includes doing all of this again. I mean, yeah. I, I miss walking out to the garden in the morning. I really do. I mean, I love living on the waterfront and it's spectacular. But I'm I'm man, oh man, let me walk outside and see a few horses and some goats and sheep and llama and chickens and the roast, the rooster that wakes you up, and you think, "Oh man, yeah, yeah," and go out and get everything. Oh, sounds wonderful. Yeah. Talk about waking up with some gratitude there. Well, and here's the beautiful part of it: it'll be the retreat center. And so, you know, you and I are talking about wanting to do these retreats, and being down in 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 Florida the first weekend of december and doing a thursday evening all day friday all day saturday half a day on sunday and bring people in to stay at a luxury resort you know stay at the ritz carlton have it be exquisite have everything be lovely and then really sitting still you know doing some exercises but sitting still 
being serviced and learning the technologies that we can teach them about mind-body medicine and how to really deal with those cells. And that's lovely, but boy, I'll tell you what, there's something about walking through the snow out in the country or being in the hot sun or laying in a wonderful heated pool when it's snowing out. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the right kind of flotation exercise. Yeah. There's a lot to be grateful for. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, the the place that we have in Aspen has a hot tub out on the back deck and a fireplace and it'll be a, Probably maybe high as 60 during the day, but it'll be 30s and 40s at night. So I don't think we'll have snow yet, but it'll it'll be nice to sit out there and because you know in Florida we don't have we don't have those kinds of swings in temperature. But right. <clears throat> so there's so much to be grateful for. You know, every time I fly or drive across the United States, I am amazed at how much open land there is. Yes, I agree. You know, it's just, it's completely available for us. And and, it, and it's all out there. There's so much about the about our country I haven't seen yet. I mean, I've traveled a lot, but I had horses growing up and we horse showed all over the country, but those were never super fun cities uh, necessarily. You know, I would be in Oklahoma or I would be in some random city in Illinois or, you know, but it's kind of on my bucket list just to start to explore some of the wonderful places of, of our country that I haven't, haven't been yet. And cause, you know, some people write, they've been in every state. I have. How amazing is that? Have you every state? Yep. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. How amazing. I mean, I've probably yeah. been in 20. Yeah. Um, if I added them up, but there's, but I, I not like in terms of sightseeing, you know, mm-hmm. I haven't been to Niagara Falls. I haven't been to Yellowstone. I haven't been to the Tetons. Um, ah, the Tetons, talk about food and richness. When you are out there, you know, you now if you're hunting or if you're involved with a hunting crew, crew, the meat is unbelievable. But the restaurants out there will serve moose or serve elk or serve deer or, you know, um, not too crazy about antelope. It's real um really lean and it's kind of tough but oh my god i love game fresh game wild turkey yeah and the green- you know growing up my dad um was a big hunter and so we never had hamburger we had venison and elk and so i mean i'd have a hamburger when i would go out to dinner and stuff but i, I didn't even know you know he would go obviously in wisconsin out hunting for deer but he would go out west every year and um, get an elk and we would have meat for the for the winter, and we'd have elk burgers. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd have venison. I didn't eat steak when I was little. <clears throat> I eat steak now, but something my dad didn't. My dad prepared it very. It was very gamey, and <clears throat> you know, you were not allowed to have ketchup, of course, with steak um, in his house. So, as a little kid, steak wasn't for me. But he, he ground it up into venison burgers. So we had venison burgers mm-hmm. or elk burgers, and that's all I knew. And I mean, I thought it was. I didn't know really the difference between that and hamburger, but so much more fresh. You know, he would, he would grind it and prepare it himself. So Mm. like you said, right off the land, so no additives. Um, So gosh, thinking back now and now that we talked about this, like how much healthier that was Mm -hmm. for us as kids. 
instead of hamburger from the store. So absolutely. So I'm. I'll tell you what. And and I've got friends out there who they know. You know, we did when I was out there. We did all the butchering ourselves. And, yeah. you know, cleaning the animal and doing everything and doing it in a very sacred manner. And it's an adjustment. You have to mi- wrap your mind around what it is that you're doing, but you do it. And um, then deciding what the cuts of meat would be. <clears throat> and I have had cuts of meat that are just unbelievably delicious and creative mm-hmm. that, you know, you have to know, like, who to go to. And, so you know, so you take a certain percentage of um uh, okay, news breaking. Kamala Harris halts travel after two involved in campaign test positive for coronavirus. Mm. Hmm. Hey. Yeah, I haven't turned on the news yet this morning, so. <laughs> I got my phone sitting over here to the side with flashes. So um. the... Um, the process of how you deal with that meat and what you do with that boy. Talk about giving thanks every time you sit down to eat. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's really it's really important. I was just I was thinking about that exact thing too as I'm preparing for <laughs> for our trip. I have this um, this prayer that is not um, necessarily any faith based. So if you're if you're faith based, you're you're probably praying to God. But if you're not, it, it's it's just a, a neutral prayer, but it's, it is about giving thanks to your food and then all the different things and people that were involved in getting that meal to your plate. Oh, yeah. From the person that put it in the ground, then thanking the earth, thanking the sun, the water, the person that watered it, harvested it, packaged it, drove it to the store. You know, there's so much that goes into it, unless, of course, you're making it yourself off the land, which still a lot goes into it. Then. That person, but just being grateful for all the the steps that were needed for for you to get that beautiful meal in front of you, and um, it's a really beautiful prayer. I I have to retype it. I've got a picture of it on my phone. I just have to to type it up, and it's great to say before each meal. The um, other the other thing that I really love doing is is having a stream or a lake, uh, even man made lake on the property. And being yeah. able to catch your own fish. So in Wyoming, the Windrush River runs through those sections of the state that I was in. And you would just walk out to the river and cast your your line and catch fresh trout mm. and fresh fish for breakfast. It's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely spectacular. Sounds incredible. It is incredible. And, I, and I'll tell you, out of all the mountain ranges that I've seen, the Grand Tetons are by far the most awesome, beautiful, even more so than the Rockies. But land me anywhere, you know, I won't fuss. Yeah, me, myself included. But I, that's, on, that's higher up on my list for sure um, to explore. So we'll... Maybe next summer, you know, we gotta. I, I would love to go. Um, I don't mind the snow, but I'd like to go when I can hike. You know, I'm, I love to hike, so summertime is is my my jam. So going anytime at all, you can get the hiking in, and you'll have a different experience of it, and a hassle of some things and less hassle of other things. So 
I'll accept an invitation to go out traveling any month of the year, anywhere. If it's super, super hot, just make sure there's a body of water that I can lay in. If it's super, super cold, I'll bring lots of layers of clothes and just make sure we've got firewood so we can have really big roaring fires, you know, and if there's a a sauna of some sort, oh, gosh, it's beautiful. I'm with you. I'm with you. I have endless trip ideas that bucket list items that I that I'd like to do over the next year few years so so like, name, just, name five of the places that you want to see what's on your list U.S. or international or either just your top five wherever uh so the uh, the Tetons um the Maldives I, uh, Switzerland, I learned of this trip in Switzerland where you can hike from a town to town and they will come along with your bags and then you stay in a bed and breakfast or hotel or whatever it might be lodging. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're traveling all through the countryside hiking. So you're seeing a lot of Switzerland and then you're in like four or five different towns. So that's a big bucket list trip I'd love to do. Um, oh boy. There's a lot of places in the Caribbean I would like to go. Uh, just anywhere down in that area. I haven't been in a lot, like any of like the Bahamas or, or St. Thomas or anything like that. I haven't, I haven't been. Um, I'll tell you what. I have, I have a great idea. For every one of those places, we turn it into a, tre- into a retreat. Mm-hmm. Because you're bringing people with, you're having the experience. You've got somebody there who's really expert who's going to share with you, here's the what, what. And and you go and you have this beautiful gathering of people. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't need to be a very large group, you know. No. You don't want to have to charter a bus. Right. Just maybe a small plane. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I know. I, gotta, I have to work on my... Uh, bucket list and and I'm a I'm a big fan of writing things down, the vision boards or the letters and, and oh, yeah. declaring it and, and you know, reading it or looking at it every day and, and then taking the steps to make to it bring all it happen. Yeah. Right. Oh. It's just visualizing isn't enough. You have to actually put the work in. You gotta before. make it happen. You gotta you gotta put it out there, have zero doubt and then be willing to allow it to all occur for you. Well, I vote for all of that, and I think if we put the intentions out there, do the work, make it happen, it, it all comes together, and, and people come on these voyages, and they just learn and have the experience of a lifetime. I'll tell you one, and it's going out to um, Portland, Maine, to go lobstering mm. with the Ready Brothers, who have got all of our yellow outfits ready. And and uh, catch the lobsters, put in the traps, and make it happen. How does that sound? Fun. All right. Well, yeah. friends, that's another episode. We're out of time. The hour flew by between Alexandra and myself, and we'd like to thank you for being here. We're grateful. We're thankful, and we hope that you get off to a grateful, thankful day. And we will see you again in a week, right? 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Peace out.